there. You are listening to the Girl Talk podcast brought to you by our friends at Fox Toyota of East Tennessee. My name is Carol, and today we've got a very special edition of the podcast for you because we are going to feature Trisha's devotion from our Girl Talk Live virtual event. So enjoy this very special edition of the Girl Talk podcast. Oh, so glad that you are here. I believe God is going to do something amazing tonight. I hope you're excited about it. I hope you're ready for it. I want to start off this time together telling you about this girl I know, because you might know somebody like her. She really just wants to do the right thing. You know, she tries to be a good person. She tries to do good things. Oh, she wants to please God with her heart and her thoughts and her actions. She cares about other people, worries about them, wants to help them. She tries, she tries really hard, but sometimes she gets overwhelmed and scared and tired. And sometimes the world and what's happening in the world makes her feel hopeless makes her feel angry, makes her feel sad. And then she makes mistakes, like letting fear take over, like falling into depression, like listening to the mean voices in her head. And then she isolates and she tries to distract herself from her feelings, maybe even drinking a few too many glasses of wine, maybe eating something to push down the feelings, or scheduling so much stuff that she literally has no time to feel, or she overreacts to the people that are safe in her life. And then she feels worse and defeated. Let me read you a little bit from her journal. I'm a failure. I messed up again. I can't believe I did that again. Nothing in my life is going right. I can't do anything right. I'm a failure as a wife, a mother, and a friend. Does anybody else feel like me right now? Let's just go ahead and acknowledge, as we've kind of done, that this is just a really hard time in our world. It just stinks. It just does. The changes, the arguments, the news, the pivots, the fact that we can't be here in this same room together, it's just hard. And people are hurting. People are sick. People are dying. And people we love are struggling. It's hard. This is where I've been. I'm guessing you've been in a place like this too with your own situation. So what can we do about this? We're doing it. We're doing it right now. We're coming together. We're standing together and we're going to remind each other of the truth. God is not surprised. He's not surprised by any of this. He's not surprised by what's happening in our world. He's not surprised 
by what's happening in our lives. He's not surprised by what's happening in our hearts. And he's already given us everything we need to get through this time. He's given us everything we need to have victory, even in this crazy time. He has. But it is also true that you have an enemy. You have an enemy. Don't you hate to hear that? I hate to hear that. I don't want to have an enemy. I want everybody to like me. I'll bend over backwards to get people to like me, right? I mean, I don't want an enemy. No matter how hard we try, we cannot change this enemy. He will never like you. He hates you. And he hates me. And that is the truth. He's mean and he's crafty and he's not a little cartoon character in a red suit carrying a pitchfork. That would be a whole lot easier. No, he's cruel and he is subtle. Let me read you what God's word says about him. Be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. My friend, he wants to devour you and he wants to devour me. And he tries to know you and he wants to go for you in your place of vulnerability. And when he finds that place of vulnerability, that's when he tries to go for your thoughts because he knows if he puts the right thoughts in your mind, he can break you down and you will engage in a behavior that you do not want to do. You will engage in a behavior that makes you feel shame. And then you will feel defeated like a failure and the cycle starts all over again. And then you write terrible things about yourself in your journal and you start to believe it. But here's the good news. We are not defeated. We are not helpless. God has given us everything we need for right now. He's given us the weapons. He's given us the tools and he has given us the power to break this cycle and find the victory. I want you to be excited about this with me, but first I want to tell you about this tool, this tool that we used to use in cognitive behavioral therapy. I have a background in that. We used to use this tool called a behavior chain. And I want to look at it now because I think it's helpful for us to understand this cycle. I want you to imagine there are four circles in this chain, four circles in a row. One, two, three, four. And in the first circle, you can write this down. It might be helpful. I want you to write vulnerability. In the second circle, prompting event. The third circle, behavior. And the fourth circle, consequences. Now let's look through it through real life examples. Let's say you come home, I've done this by the way, and you're tired, you've had a bad day, you feel stressed or maybe you're hungry or you feel lonely. And then you have an argument with someone, your spouse or your child or you had a difficult conversation on the phone, or someone hurt your feelings, you didn't get included in something. And then there's the behavior. What do you do in that moment? Maybe you have a glass of wine because it stops the feeling. Maybe you isolate yourself and you shut everyone out. Maybe you eat a whole tub of ice cream. 
Maybe you raise your voice, you yell at someone to get rid of the feelings, and then the consequences are you feel depressed, you feel worthless, you feel unloved. This is the way the enemy tries to attack us, this cycle. But here's the thing. We can break up this cycle. Now, in cognitive behavioral therapy, we always talked about, can you identify a link in this four-circle chain that you can break up the chain? You can stop the chain. You can stop the behavior. We would teach people to do that. And sometimes it works. You know, you, you can do it for a while. You try, you work hard, you do it. But I don't know about you. I can't keep it up on my own. I don't have the power to do it. We can't make these behavior changes on our own. We try, right? We cry. We make promises. We say, this is going to be the time. But then we fall into that same pattern of behavior because we're trying to do it on our own. But God has given us He's given us power. He's given us his supernatural power through the Holy Spirit to be able to do the things that we can't do on our own. We don't have to do this on our own. Now, I want to give you an example of this because God's given us a wonderful example of this, how we can stop this chain in the Bible. The key is stopping the way we're thinking and changing them to God's word. Let's look at Jesus in the wilderness. He's a perfect example of all things and the perfect example of this. I want to read to you the temptation of Jesus. Look for the the chains of behavior. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And the tempter came and said to him, if you're the son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and set him on a pinnacle of the temple and said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down for it's written, he will command his angels concerning you and on their hands, they will bear you up lest you strike your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him again, it is written, you shall not put the Lord, your God to the test again. The devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to them, all these will I give to you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, be gone, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. Then the devil left him and behold, angels came and were ministering to him. Did you see it? (laughs) Did you see the chain of behavior? Jesus was vulnerable, just like we are. He was human. He was hungry. He was tired. He was isolated, just like we are. And the devil saw his chance, went after him. Then the enemy tempted him with a prompting event, trying to make offers and suggestions to relieve his human feelings, the very ones we have, The enemy tried three different tactics to get him. But unlike us, Jesus responded in power with the word of God. That was how he behaved. And then the consequences of that were that the enemy left. (laughs) And Jesus was stronger than before because of it. That's when his preaching ministry started. So looking at that, we can see how important our thoughts are, how they can either 
continue this chain of behavior or they can break it up and stop it. We can see how responding in the right way makes all the difference. Responding with the power of Jesus makes all the difference. It did for Jesus. It did in that moment and it can for us. Now let's talk about Let's talk about this step in the chain for you and for me so we can take this home with us. So I want you to think of that first circle, right? Vulnerability. When are you the most vulnerable? Is it when you're tired, like me? Is it when you're sad, lonely, hungry? What are the feelings that make you feel vulnerable. Write those down, write those down in that circle so you can be aware of it. When you start to feel that way, you know you're entering into this area. Then here's what we do. We look at God's word. Here's what God's word says about that moment of vulnerability. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 through 10, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I'm content with weaknesses, with insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Now, that's just one verse you can use but you can use that verse. And in that moment, you use that verse to say a prayer. And it can be something like this. We're gonna pray God's word right back to him in this moment. Heavenly Father, we are weak. I am weak right now, Lord. I need your strength. I don't have the strength on my own, but you have promised me in your word that you will rise up and you will give me your strength, God. I am weak and I need you, Lord. And I'm standing on your promise that you will be with me right now in this moment of weakness and I will experience your strength in the name of Jesus Christ. Pray his word back to him right there in that moment. Now let's talk about the second circle. Let's say we've moved from the vulnerability to that prompting event. Think about the patterns in your life. Think about the places or the people that trigger you. It may be work, it may be a family member, maybe when you get home and and you're all alone late at night, Think about those moments where you are triggered emotionally. What are the thoughts that you have in those moments? For me, I know I've thought stuff like, I'm just done. I'm done. Nobody cares. Nobody sees what I do. Why does it even matter? These are the thoughts that I start to have. I want you to think about when you're in that prompting event, when you're in that moment, what are the thoughts that you're thinking? Be aware of those thoughts. Those thoughts can let you know that you're heading into dangerous territory. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to look at what God's word says about that. In that moment, when you're starting to have those thoughts, you're in that trigger happy area. God's word says in 2 Corinthians 10, 4 through 5, the weapons of our warfare are not of flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to obey Christ. In that moment, that can be your weapon. That 
can be your prayer to God. Something like this, Father God, I can't do it. I can't do it on my own in this moment. I need you. I need you to take over my mind. I need you to renew my mind. I need you to take my thoughts captive. Lord, you said that you would destroy, you would demolish, you would take care of every thought that is not of you. And I'm asking of that right now, Lord. I believe you'll do it, God. Your word says you will, and I stand on that, Lord. Demolish, destroy, get rid of these thoughts that do not honor you, that you know are taking me down the wrong road in the name of Jesus Christ. You say a prayer and you use God's word, pray it right back to him, and he's gonna do it. So let's say we've gone from vulnerability, because we do, to that prompting event, because we do, and then we find ourselves in that moment of behavior, a choice of behavior. It's kind of a hard question, but what do you do? What do you do in those moments when you wanna silence your thoughts? And you want to numb your feelings. What's that thing you do? It doesn't have to be a big major thing. It might be something small, but you know you're doing it to escape. You know you're doing it because you don't want to feel anymore. Maybe it's drinking. I've done that. Maybe it's eating. I've done that. It might be isolating. It might be self-harm, what is the thing that you do? By the way, you're not alone. Even the Apostle Paul struggled with this. I wanna share with you this verse from Romans seven. I know that nothing good dwells in me, that is, in my flesh, for I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. Does that sound familiar? I know it has to me. So what do we do? Well, we go back to God's word because he's given us everything we need. He's given us every promise and every weapon. I'm gonna give you three verses, but you can grab whatever verses speak to you in that moment. Fear not, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I can do all things through him who strengthens me, all things. For God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power, of love, and of self-control. So now in that moment, when you are in need and you're about to make a choice, you can pray that right back to God. Heavenly Father, Right now, I need you. I need your strength. I need your hand. I need your help. I need your power. I can't do it on my own. I need you right now. God, give me the ability. Give me the power. Give me the love. Give me the self-control that I do not have on my own, Heavenly Father. I'm asking for you to come be my God and hold my hand, and I know you will because you promised you will, and I thank you for that. And I'm gonna ask you to just be so strong for me right now and help me have the power that I don't have on my own. Something like that. You pray your prayer to God. Pray his words back to him. He hears you. He loves you. He will be with you in that moment. So 
Let's say we find ourselves in that fourth circle, the consequences. You've done the thing. How do you feel? Terrible, right? Defeated? Shamed? This is so important. The wonderful thing is, Jesus died so that we do not have to have that shame. We have forgiveness. We have mercy. We have grace. This is why Jesus died for us. He knew we couldn't do it on our own. God knew we were going to mess up. So when we do, he's not surprised. That's why Jesus went to the cross. He died. He was resurrected for you and for me so that we could have forgiveness, so we could have mercy, for, we could have grace, we can have freedom. Listen, the enemy wants you to feel shame. Jesus wants you to know that his sacrifice on the cross has given you forgiveness, has given you freedom from that shame. Shame does not come from God. He will correct you, but he will not shame you. Jesus died so that you do not have to feel that shame tonight or any night. God's word says this, I'm writing these things to you so that you may not sin, but if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. He is the propitiation for our sins, the substitute for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. So, this is from Hebrews, let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and grace to help us in our time of need. He's already done it. We make mistakes. We say we're sorry for them and we repent from them, yes, but we don't have to carry the shame of that because Christ died for us to have freedom from that shame. That just gets me, woo, I can't even. So in that moment, turn from the shame and you say, thank you, Jesus, for your sacrifice. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for the new mercies that you give me today, the new mercies you give me every day. Thank you for the clean slate. Thank you for the freedom, Lord. Thank you, and thank him for his sacrifice. But now, if you don't have this relationship with Jesus, if you don't know for sure that you have accepted the sacrifice of Jesus Christ for your sins, if you don't have that relationship nailed down, you can have that tonight. You can have that right here, right now. You don't have to wait. You don't have to try to do it on your own anymore. You don't have to carry the shame. Jesus is waiting. You can make him the Lord of your life right here, right now, and you can have a brand new eternity in heaven, but you can have a brand new present where you are free from sin and shame and you have forgiveness and you have grace. If you want to do that right now, Text Jesus to 800-293-1069. I'm going to send you some information so that you can make sure you have that relationship. You can say a prayer, and it can go from your head to your heart because you don't want to gamble on this. You don't want to try to do this anymore on your own. If that is you, if God is stirring you, text Jesus to 800 800- 293-1069 and know that forgiveness, know that grace, know that mercy. And if you know Jesus, you know it already. You just forgot it. But now you can grab a hold of it. 
God loves you so much. Jesus loves you so much. The Holy Spirit is within you, ready to help you at every single turn. Thank you so much for being here and letting your heart be open. I, I'm going to ask you now to join me as we, we close this time together in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for giving us mighty weapons and wisdom and power to stand with you in these tough times. You have not left us helpless. You have not left us alone. You have given us everything we need to live this life and to bring glory to you. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for us. Thank you for giving us this freedom, for giving us this mercy and this grace. Holy Spirit, thank you for leading us and guiding us and strengthening us in every way. We are so grateful. Thank you. Help us be the women and the daughters that you have called us to be. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Such great words of wisdom from Tricia. Thank you so much for sharing and thank you for listening. You're always welcome to email us at girltalkatthelightfm.org. Thanks again to our friends at Fox Toyota of East Tennessee for their partnership in ministry. We'll see you next time we gather around these microphones for the Girl Talk podcast.